Good morning, everybody. This is David Varen with another episode of Percussion Beginnings. And so it's been a while. Um, I'm going to be um, sharing things a little less frequently, hopefully once a week. I think I said I was going to do that once I get some uh, some episodes rolling. And so uh, if not once a week, maybe once every other day, but we'll just kind of uh, see. The reason why is because I've been seriously and seriously and seriously practicing drum set because uh, just with all the time that we have, that's been the focus because uh, I, I just knew that um, my foot was the only thing holding me back. And I'm really pleased with the amount of progress that I'm seeing. So um, I have a goal to be at a certain place by the end of December. Hopefully I'm able to do that, but I'm actually really enjoying the progress and uh, knowing how to kind of navigate things between my hands and my foot um, and working on clarity and control. And so just excited to see where that's going to lead. But let's go back to mallet reading. So um, I'm going to trust that I'm not going to say some things that I already said last time. However, um, let's go on to skills as far as what do you do when you uh, have music in front of a student and now they're just kind of uh, figuring it out. So we talked about, I think the last time we talked about how you have to take away as much guesswork as possible because the thing that really gets motivation to go down is hitting wrong notes because you don't know what to do, you're trying. And the student's motivation is at maybe 100 when he first starts and then by the time he finishes his first session, it's down to like a 40 because of just all of the things and doesn't, he just doesn't know what to do. So um, what I always say first is number one, start with the very, very basic. So again, you've taught the A through G and then you've taught the um, accidental set. That's the first thing that they need to know is that the bottom keys are your naturals. And so that's just gonna be your letters and that's it. So A, B, C, D, E, F, G, then it goes back to A. And then you have your accidentals on top. We already talked about the 2-3-2-3 pattern and that if you're on a 4.3 marimba, then it's gonna be all the way down to one on the first one, but that's gonna be the B flat, so just don't even worry about that. It's 2-3-2-3. Uh, it's two, three, two, three. And the accidentals are where you have your sharps and your flats. And the biggest difference between that is a sharp is going to be a pitch that's raised to half step, a flat that is going to be a pitch that is lower to half step. So whenever you're going higher or to the right, it's going to be denoted or it's going to be notated as a sharp. Whenever you're going down or to the left, it's going to be notated as a flat. So those are the basic things they have to know. More than likely, you're going to have to repeat this over and over and over again because this is new. You have to always make sure that you bear in mind, especially with a battery player that's going over to mallet. Very, very, very patient, especially if you're a mallet-focused person. Uh, if you grew up in marching band and you were always in the front ensemble and pit, and if you maybe even did DCI or Winter Guard and you were always in the first, uh, I'm sorry, in the front ensemble, then this is easy to you, this is common knowledge to you, and so you have to make sure that you do not get frustrated because you're teaching someone, if they're taking lessons from you and then they've uh, primarily just done battery, 
they're used to seeing lines on, I'm sorry, uh, notes on one line and one line only. Uh, tenors, maybe four or five lines. Um, but not all of these ledger lines and all this other stuff with all these different targets. So please, please, please stay patient because that's what they need. So uh, with an absolute novice on balance, I always say, okay, um, you've done the naturals and accidentals, then teaching about what a staff is. I think I talked about that last episode. And now I always say that there are three things that you look at before you even look at a note. And the first thing that you look at is the clef. So that's always something that we take for granted because we just assume that we're in treble clef and normally the the student assumes that they're in treble clef. But if they're reading in bass clef, uh, but they think it's treble, then they're gonna be hitting all wrong notes. And if they're in four mallet marimba and they don't notice that uh, there might be a clef change or things like that. They might think that they're supposed to be in the bass clef, but it's actually in treble clef because of the way that some lines can go all the way up on the on the instrument. So the first thing that they look at is the clef. Treble clef always tells you that your pitches are going to be high, so you're going from C. Uh, generally, you're going from middle C all the way to the right. So you're taking away the guest note of the low notes on the left, and then. Uh, bass clef, of course, means that you're going uh, low notes, which would generally be low B all the way to the bottom uh, of the left key, uh, side of the keyboard. That's number one. So that's kind of giving them an idea of where they'll be on the instrument. That's going to give them a visual of the notes that they will be um, playing and then a visual of the notes that they won't be playing. And that's going to be very helpful for them. The second thing that they look at is their... Uh, key signature. The key signature tells which pitches will be sharp and which pitches will be flat. So if you're in a flat key signature, you're going to be doing the circle of force. Uh, and then of course, if you're going to be uh, the in the uh, sharp key signatures, you're going to be doing the circle of fists. So um, uh, it's not a very good one <laughs> or wholesome, but the one that I heard somebody teaching at Parker High School once was uh, for the circle of fifths, Five cows got drunk at Ed's bar. And so that's just what I remember seeing him teach. I always watch teachers, and so that's the only one that I have, unfortunately. The circle of force, I don't have a mnemonic uh, to help out. Maybe some of you all uh, can help me out by sending me uh, w- uh, whatever mnemonic you use to help out your students or what your percussion instructor might have used to help you understand it. But again, uh, if nothing else, remember that you're doing the circle of force the flats and the circle of fifths for sharps. Now we'll talk about what that means later on. But again, um, more, most importantly, the key signature lets you know which pitches will be sharp or flat, and that'll let you know. Now always bear in mind and tell them and remind them that a um, um, that sets the stage for every single note that they see on that line or space. So let's say that we're in the key of B flat major, they're going to want to play B natural because they just see a B and that's where their mind is at the point. And so you have to always remind them, note that's B flat because of the key signature. They're going to get frustrated and just you need to encourage them and say, hey, it's okay. Everybody deals with this at at the beginning. Even if you didn't because you're an ensemble player, um, a front ensemble player, just let them know that most people 
really do deal with that key signature issue. And so that'll help them stay focused and encouraged to go through the long haul. The third thing I say to look at is your time signature because you have to know how many beats in each measure you're going to be playing. Now that's just very important when it comes to counting, but when the student gets more advanced, then they're gonna be able to feel the meter. And so it's not just one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three, four, or if you're in seven, eight, one, two, three, one, two, one, two, one, two, three, one, two, one, two, or the reverse, one, two, one, two, one, two, three, one, two, one, two, one, two, three. Eventually, you do it so much that you get to know how to feel what the meter is. And so if you can look at that, you'll already know how the notes are gonna be arranged within the rhythm. And so those are the three most important things to do when before you start reading. Now, when helping a novice out, um, here's what I do, and this helps. Uh, I did this as a band director, and it just uh, bled over into what I do with percussion now with mallets, and it really helps. What I do first is rhythm only. And so what I have them to do is, especially if they're not really um, good with rhythms, is I have them start by touching the first note and I clap the rhythm and I make them touch every single note that I um, clap. And so uh, typically on that level of a novice, it's going to be half notes, whole notes, maybe um, dotted half note and a quarter note. But I always clap it so they can hear it. And again, kinesthetically, if they're doing something, they're touching every single note and I watch their fingers. And so if they're kind of uh, usually they're going to kind of go too fast or too slow somewhere and then they're going to adjust. So I repeat it a lot. I do it over and over and over again, uh, normally about three or four times so that they can get uh, the hang of it. Because the goal is to get, is not to um, just rush it, it's not to stuff all this information down them. The goal is to get them comfortable and confident with it. And so normally it takes about three or four times for them to feel like, okay, I got it. Now after I get them to touch the notes as I clap, the next step that I do is I get them to clap the rhythm. And so again, we clap the rhythm together and uh, I help them out. Um, sometime, and then um, after that, I get them to clap it by themselves. Sometimes to help them kinesthetically, uh, some people uh, say that this works, some people say that it doesn't. Um, and when I say people, I mean students that I've done this on. But most of the time, like if I feel like they're still struggling and I want to help them out kinesthetically, that I put my hands on their shoulders, one on each shoulder, uh, and then I, um, I tap the rhythm as they're clapping. Now the reason why I do one on each uh, shoulder is because sometimes on a snare drum, uh, they're sticking to follow, and then they're on, even on mallets, they're sticking to follow. And so I uh, follow the sticking pattern. So whenever they're supposed to play on their right hand, I play on their right shoulder. Whenever they're supposed to play on their left hand, I play on their left shoulder. And so that's just something to help them out. And then finally, I get them to find what's the um, highest and what's the small, uh, lowest uh, pitch that you're going to be doing in the section that they do. They find it and then they take away the guesswork of their, they're not have, going to have to do anything else uh, beyond those things. And then I get them to touch the notes just, just without a metronome, without any kind of timing, just to let them feel like they got it. And then I have them to touch the notes in order. So no metronome, no uh, anything else, because again, they're not there yet because they're going to be thinking 
then mine's gonna be going all over the place. And so if you add a metronome before they're ready, then they're going to be, um, they're going to be really, 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 um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, overwhelmed, they're gonna be overwhelmed. And so I just, again, take all of that uh, pressure off of them, say touch the notes, then I say play the notes with your mallets, and then I say, okay, let's put on the metronome and go super slowly. And the goal in getting their confidence up is to um, celebrate any kind of progress. Any kind of progress you want to celebrate and make them feel like they can do it again. Now, next episode, I'm going to be going over how to clean them. Once they learn it and once they miss notes, how do you clean it and what's a good way to help them still understand that they're in the process of it? So I hope that this has helped. Uh, I know that this would have really helped me if I would have had somebody to um, share this with me. And so uh, I hope that you take this information uh, into the practice room on your own uh, if you don't have anybody to help you or if you are the teacher of a line or of a, or a phone ensemble. I hope this will help you and um, make sure to share, you know, if you're doing something and if they're, and if the students are saying, wow, this is actually starting to make sense. Uh, it may not be perfect. It probably won't be perfect the first time, but if you feel or if you notice that they're starting to really come around and say, well, maybe this isn't that hard uh, in their own way, then uh, please, I'd love to hear um, about your experience and let me know. Uh, and if you have any other questions, please feel free to send a message in my inbox. And so, until next time, happy practicing. <laughs>